So we know that lunging is great when we don't have a whole lot of time on our hands to ride, but can lunging really and truly improve your horse when you're in the saddle? Of course it can. And we are going to talk about just that today and how you can start this week making that happen. Hi there, my name is Lorna and this is the Daily Strides podcast and I am so happy that you are here with me today on this journey we take every single week with you and of course with your horse in order to make sure that you have a plan and that things are fresh, things keep moving forward and that well, you just have fun along the way because we often get into this whole horsey thing and it's so exciting at the beginning, but then a little while in, we realize, holy moly, I'm a kind of out of ideas. I don't know what to do next. And that's when, well, the enthusiasm can wane a little bit. And I am here to get you back, get you enthusiastic and get you really, really excited about working with your horse again and doing so in a way that is going to keep you both moving forward on a weekly basis. Okay, we are officially kicking off the Clarity and Confidence Writing Program today, but so many people have asked me that they missed the webinars. We are going to be redoing those two webinars this week, this Wednesday and this Thursday. So this is the last time you can catch those webinars. It's all about riding alone with clarity and confidence. And of course, the riding alone means riding without an instructor or a trainer. They are absolutely free. It is a masterclass training. You will leave with a 30-day plan. So if you want to find out more, you can do so over at stridesforsuccess.com forward slash webinar. But back to today. Day. And as I said, lunging and using lunging in a way that when you actually do get into the saddle, this is going to not only complement your riding, but actually make things better. Now, one of the big keys um, for, I suppose, making things better for both your horse and you and your riding is responsiveness. We all want our horses to be more responsive, okay? We want them to listen more. We want them to react quicker. We want them to react to more subtle aids on our part. But responsiveness is a two-way street. I say it all the time, okay? responsiveness, you have to be just as responsive as your horse, okay, if you want to increase responsiveness and to improve responsiveness. So I want you, when you start lunging this week, okay, to start thinking about all the little things you're doing and what effect they're having on your horse and on his way of going, okay? It can be as simple as where you are positioning your body. So for example, when we traditionally lunge, we want to be a kind of where the saddle is on our horse. So as our horse is obviously moving in the circle around us, we'll be standing well, kind of if we could draw a line from the saddle to the center of the ring, that's where we would be, okay? Now, when you are starting to really play with responsiveness, you will find that by moving yourself a little bit back, I wouldn't say moving yourself forward, but moving yourself back so you can go closer towards the flank end, so as you're actually standing kind of parallel to the flank, you could even go so far as being parallel to the hindquarters. Now, remember, you don't want to be in any sort of kicking distance here with your horse, okay? But in doing so, you're going to get a different response from your horse and you can start to really start to plug this in and really hone it get it get it so finely tuned that you can ask your horse to do something by simply moving your body same principle applies with your shoulders so something as simple as squaring your shoulders towards your horse and then allowing your horse to see your flanks okay your sides and um, 
is enough sometimes to engage a response from your horse but not only that that you can begin again to fine-tune now when we're in the saddle we know that we have to keep this energy flowing through our horse we have to keep this energy happening moving forward we call it okay and then later as we become more experienced and more I suppose advanced we start to work on impulsion but from the get-go that forwardness is absolutely essential to our riding well that same forwardness is essential to your lunging okay but it is done in a way that your horse is not going to begin to run so many people think that the forwardness has to happen kind of once off I tell my horse to go bump and there we go we're away on a hack he's going to keep going Think about when you're in the saddle. Now, ideally, we want it like that. We want it that we ask and that our horse does. And then he keeps going until we step in and say, excuse me, I'd like you to do something different now. Does that happen? Rarely. Okay. What I want you to start thinking about is how you're going to keep this forwardness happening without having to chase your horse around an arena. Okay. So that is all part of responsiveness as well. Your horse has to be, I suppose disciplined in that when you're asking him to go forward and yes you might have to remind him occasionally okay to stay going forward and I suppose to keep him enthusiastic about going forward but he should remain moving forward and you need to start playing with what you're going to do and how you're going to make that happen it could be something as simple as just a little flick of the lunging whip of course not at your horse's bum you want to always make sure that the lunging whip is kept down you want to kind of below the hock um area and then just a flick you don't to hit your horse just a flick on the ground okay behind his his back hooves okay you want to give it a flick there it could be as simple as that it could be your voice that you're using like a or more of a trot and kind of a, a sergeant major sort of a voice um whatever works for you but there's lots of different ways you can make it happen and then once it's happening again part of responsiveness is then controlling and channeling that forwardness okay so think about it again when you're in the saddle you want to ask your horse to do something he is going to respond and then you have to channel that to where you want it to go same principle applies when your horse is on the lunge okay so you start to channel it again using your body language so your shoulders can come into play your eye contact your voice but also your hand that is holding the lunge line, okay? And you can start to just have a little conversation there, just like you'd have a conversation, just like this little bit of a hold. And then as soon as your horse starts to, to actually play ball and to do what you want, you soften, you give, you allow a little bit, and then you hold a little bit again, and then you'll soften a little bit. And in doing so, you've got this lovely, finely tuned balance that's happening all the time when you're lunging. Your horse, it's coming forward, you've got him moving forward, and then you're balancing it in the front now bring this and couple this with responsiveness through the transitions so again once you have the balance you can start playing with transitions up and down through the gears so this can be between walk trot canter and then of course halt as well you can put in as well um, and you can move between it I wouldn't suggest cantering initially and particularly if you have either a young horse you're working in a smaller confined area or your horse is particularly unbalanced he could be older but he might not be balanced okay I would not suggest cantering and um, I would only start to canter once your horse has I suppose mastered the basics of the lunge and also that you have mastered the basics of lunging um, and then you can add your cantering in but just you working between a halt walk and trot 
It's a fantastic workout for your horse. And you can start to do it in a point where your horse is maybe doing five strides of each, obviously five seconds of halt. Okay, um, but five strides of walk, five strides of trot, or you can open to 10 strides, you know, start simple, uh, uh, one circuit of each or two circuits of each, but you can refine this so much that your horse is just literally moving up and down through the gears. And to anybody watching, it's like you and your horse are having this absolutely secret conversation, but you just understand each other so well. And it all comes down to noticing what you're doing and what sort of a reaction that is getting from your horse okay so what sort of reactions can you look for well just think about when you're riding when you're in the saddle how you know when things are starting to go a little wonky okay a little off course from where you want them to be it's very often the rhythm starts to well be a little bit out of tune or out of step okay and you can feel it of course as you're riding you'll actually feel your horse take that unrhythmic step can we say that first beat where it kind of goes away that's not quite right same applies with lunging start looking at the rhythm start trying to maintain well first of all establish and then maintain the rhythm all the way through as you're working with your horse using your aids using this responsiveness but again keeping the focus that whatever you're doing it's going to affect your horse notice these things and start refining them notice how you can combine different aids to together in order to get the reaction you want notice how you can build up pressure you can release pressure just by using your aids your body language your voice and how you are kind of just combining everything together in order to get those reactions from your horse okay but then again noticing the the rhythm and the balance okay the other thing you could also notice here is the suppleness now some horses can work better one side or the other and you might find that as you begin to work up and down through it and if that suppleness is lacking in any area you will find that that will then cause the rhythm to go a little bit out of sync okay so you must it's important that as the rider as the person on the ground you are noticing all these things and you're noticing the effect that you're having on your horse if you can start to see where things are going a little wrong okay and things are start the kind of the, the beginning point of that kind of downward spiral where it's all begin to fall apart that is where you can then start to make a plan to change it around to bring it back to where you want it and then from there working your horse in a way that when you get into the saddle it is going to improve the overall ride okay we are talking about this all this week inside of daily strides premium and of course this is a little we're having a month of lunging here in August 2017. If you want to join us, you can do so over at stridesforsuccess.com forward slash join. However, there's also a way that you can go even further than that, and that is by working one-on-one -on -one with me. We're kicking off today as you listen to this, the 7th of August. You can still join us. It's over at stridesforsuccess.com forward slash CC because it is the Clarity and Confidence Writing Program, and that is what I guarantee you are going to leave that program with clarity about what you're doing and the confidence to go do it because that is the secret and the key to making your riding a success knowing what to do and then having the confidence to go do it and as i said if you're interested in joining us there you can still do so it's over at stridesforsuccess.com forward slash cc it's 10 weeks working 
one-on-one with me to get the results you want in your writing. Okay, I hope you have an absolutely fantastic week. As always, keep well. And of course, if you do want to join our community, you can also do that over at stridesforsuccess.com forward slash community. Have a great one. Keep well. And I'll chat to you soon. Be good. Bye-bye.